This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. There's a bunch, so it'd be hard for me to pick out just a couple. Uh, it'd be great to have a couple of the O-linemen, Piper, Ben Hart, and those guys start to give us, give us some help. Some skilled guys, Ramirez Johnson still has a couple games to play in. I'm expecting him to help us down the stretch. And, and guys on defense, too. You might see a bunch of the guys later in the year. Uh, defensive linemen like Masai Newsom and Ty Robinson. And you know, Again, there's too many to count, but if those guys are ready to play, we can seriously use the help in the depth right now. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Ron Washington, a class, a segment of the Husker Online Show, also brought to you by Edwards Nissan and Council Bluffs and the Nissan Heisman House. It's coming to Edwards Nissan here on Saturday. Johnny Rogers, Mike Rogier, Eric Crouch. It starts at noon. Uh, they'll be there to take selfies, get autographs, um, just hang out with the Heismans. Uh, there will be no charge. There also will be tailgating and grilling, and they're giving away tickets to the Black Friday game against Iowa on November 29th. So get on out to Edwards, Nissan, and Council Bluffs to meet the Heismans. They've got some great deals as well, 600 vehicles um, on the lot there. Uh, they'll have blitz pricing that will make Black Friday look like kindergarten. No money down, just sign and drive. Get out to Nissan uh, there in Council Bluffs. Well, Grace, busy week on the mailbag. What do you have to start us out with? Yeah, so do you guys have any sense of what message Frost relayed to the team after Minnesota last weekend? Well, I don't think it was pretty. Um, you can just sense, I know at halftime of the game, that was about as angry as I've heard him. And they had the team doing 11-on-11 11 11 and sprint out of the locker room. And that was something they said they were going to do no matter what. But just the tone at halftime that he had on the Husker Sports Network and then just in the post game, you could sense how angry he was, which he's a hard guy, Robin, to get angry. Yeah, he tries to model himself after T.O., but uh, he definitely pulled his uh, inner Bob Devaney, I think, <laughs> on the, uh, the the flight home and in the locker room after the game. Uh, you know, I think there's been some reports that uh, he laid into him and laid into him pretty good, and deservingly so. I mean, that, that type of effort is inexcusable um, from in every sense. And so um, I think a lot of it was, you know, this is kind of your, your come-to-Jesus moment where, you know, this, this is where your season kind of lies in the balance. And it is up to you to decide where this thing goes from here. You have two full weeks to think about it. What way are you going to take? Yeah, with as competitive as Scott Frost is, I, I think it'd be kind of concerning if he wasn't fired up about that, um, you know, about the that performance in Minnesota. So, um, yeah, he he, he kind of gave it to him. But at the same time, I think he's the type of coach that will love you up too uh, after after you know letting you you know maybe dressing you down and, and, and getting after you. I think you I think he'll he'll love you up too a little bit. So. Um, you know, I don't know if it was if it was a Bo Pelini style tongue lashing or anything <laughs> like that. I, I, I highly doubt that. But at the same time, he, he was, there's no question he was fired up. So if Frost could snap his fingers and magically fix one thing about this team right now, what do you think that I think would be? Offensive line, easy. I think if, if you can protect better, everything else will look better from the running game to the passing game. Um, you, know, you go back to the Minnesota game, there were 29 pass drop backs for Noah Vedrill. Minnesota, according to Pro Football Focus, only blitzed him one time, and they got pressure on 14 of the 29 mm -hmm. drop backs in that game. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, That's I don't terrible. care who you are, um, but if you can't handle a four-man protection um, on 29 pass drop backs like that, you, you're just not going to do much as an offense. Yeah, that's the obvious answer. Um, another one, maybe just 
know, getting Adrian's head right. I think a lot of those offensive line issues have him playing uh, a little skittish right now to where he just looks hesitant. And, um, you know, a lot of that is just having to do with worrying so much about where the snap's going to go and not having a running game to lean on and have receivers that outside of J.B. Spielman and Wandale Robinson can't get open. Uh, but I think having a fully confident, healthy Adrian Martinez helps a lot uh, helps mask a lot of those blemishes. So, uh, you know, offensive line first, but maybe getting a more confident Adrian Martinez a second. Yeah, no doubt offensive line first, but I would I would say after that, you know, I, I'd say wide receiver. Um, they're in desperate need of, of somebody who can get open. Uh, Cade Warner flashed a little bit towards the end of the, the Minnesota game, so maybe that's a sign of him coming back and, and maybe he can continue to, to give them more there at that position. But they desperately need at least one or two more guys to, to step up beyond, beyond Wandale and, and Spielman. Taking your questions here in the mailbag with Husker Online intern Grace Harmon. All right, so coming off the bye week, what personnel moves would you like to see be made? Uh, the personnel moves that I would like to see, I mean, I think Brock Bando is probably going to get an opportunity to take the job at guard, if I had to guess. Um, and that could be either Trent Hickson or Bo Wilson, but probably Trent Hickson right now would be my guess. I still would like to see Ramir Johnson get a better crack at things. He's got three more, two more games or three more games, two more to play in. So what are you going to do? I mean, I, I it's... I don't want to say it's frustrating, but watching the coaches really, you know, this four game thing, I mean, I feel like they think about it too much and want to like have a perfect plan for it, but you almost can't. I mean, things don't, they don't go to plan. You have to just. At some point you got to do what you got to do to win. Just say, put them in there and go. I mean, I can help you win a football game, play them. I mean, who cares what happens four years from now? Like, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think they do put too much thought in uh, last I guess whatever last time Eric Janander talked, he even mentioned that. Like it's a constant struggle to uh, figure out who's going to play, how they're going to play. I mean, you don't get reimbursed on, yeah, for exactly. games you don't use. I mean, exactly. use them. Yeah. So I'm sorry, getting a little upset about this. Well, no, it's it's <laughs> an issue, and it's a reason why you know everybody's asking when are these new guys going to play. I think that's probably part of the reason why they're not playing is because they got to balance how they're going to be used on special teams, and then when the, the perfect opportunity is going to be against the perfect opponent in the perfect situation to play them. Uh, on offense or defense and I would like that to change I would like to see more of these young guys particularly some wide receivers uh, maybe some more defensive backs that are on scholarship as opposed to playing a bunch of walk-ons uh, I, I think that that probably uh, with the where where we are in this season and kind of what what's at stake here play all play your cards I mean don't hold back anymore and if you all these guys are so close and they're so almost ready to join the mix Put them in there, see what they can do, and actually give them an opportunity to show what they can do instead of just playing them for one or two plays and, and then benching them. In a perfect world, I would say, um, you know, if, if Ben Hart was ready to go at right tackle and that would allow you to to move Farniak inside and, and maybe if, if uh, Piper was ready to go, you know, that uh, you, you could kind of retool that whole offensive line that and, and be a lot different up front. Uh, but you know, I don't. I don't think that those guys are quite there yet. But I, I am looking forward to hopefully, you know, getting to see a little bit more of them uh, here towards the end of the season. Oh, right, Grace, we have time. I think just for one more. Um, what do you got to end on? All right. So about this Ireland trip, what excites you guys most about it? I mean, there's a lot for me. Um, it, it's just. You think about, I mean, that's why my family, they came from Ireland. A lot of them came here. I mean, just if I could retrace any historical facts about my family um, and maybe where they were from, that would be pretty cool. Um, Seeing the pubs. I just think seeing Nebraska 
not take over Ireland, but just watching, you know, 25, 30,000 Nebraskans come in there. Um, there's been a lot of things I'm going to take away from this job that I'll never forget, but that will be right up there just to see like where we're from, go into a foreign country and everybody know who Nebraska is. I think, I mean, even though we're in the media and we're not supposed to be, it's still pretty dang cool to think about that type of scene happening over in a foreign country. No question. What's cool about this trip is Ireland's about the size of like Indiana, you know, if you do it like just geographically. So, uh, I mean, they're going to be out there for several days. And with the fact they don't have a week off the next the next week, there's an opportunity there for people to really get to see this country and every bit of it. You know, there's the, the cliffs. I can't remember the name of the cliffs, but those are really famous. Um, and obviously, the golf out there is outstanding. And then just the culture and history uh, that, that is in that country. I mean, there, there's a lot to do and a lot to see. And um, given the time that they're going to be out there, you're going to have an opportunity to, to see all of it. And so a lot of countries, you know, you like – you go to Paris, you know, you could spend like two days there and ba- like barely even scratch the surface. But here, I mean, I think you can really get a deep dive into to everything that Ireland has to offer. And from what I hear, uh, there's going to be quite a bit to do out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's everything from the historical part to, you know, the the touristy, you know, going to Guinness or, or going to Jameson Distillery or golf. whatever. Yeah, the, the golf. I mean... Uh, plus, I mean, how, how many people could say that they watched a, a Nebraska football game? In, it's a dream trip. It's yeah, a dream I mean, trip for yeah, Nebraska fans. Yeah, it really is. It's perfect. Plus, it sets up really nice for the football team uh, for the rest of the season. I mean, just every aspect of it is is really, really cool. What's crazy is that Japan trip in 92, only like 300 fans went out to that deal. Um, it, you know, there were there were less than 1,000 K-State and Nebraska fans combined wow. in the stadium. And the game wasn't on TV. It just – you know, the marketing or whatever just wasn't as good back then for something like that because it's you would think there would have been a lot of interest to go to Japan too for a Nebraska game, but no one went. But this type of trip really appeals, so um, it will be fun uh, to get out to Ireland. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to close the show with some recruiting talk with Nate Klaus and get some ideas of where the coaches are going to go. Nate's also on his way out to go watch Logan Smothers, so we'll get Nate's thoughts on that. You're listening here to the Oscar Online Show.